The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show, and boy, do we have some great freaking news. I'm going to tell you right now, Farty Marty is out of here. Show us your bolts. Anyways, this show's going to be pretty cool because it's going to show you the domino effect on the San Diego Chargers meltdown in the front office. And we will take a look at that and some other things, of course. We want to go over the bone line because I want to clarify some things on the bone line because I didn't do it the first time. I want to clean it up right now. Raider fans, you want to get on here and get on the bone line. And you know what I mean, Colorado Chris. And you know what I mean. And this is not the 49ers. Could <laughs> throw your bones out of the bone line. And we got somebody who already started. And here he is. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Juan Jorge. And I wanted to let everyone know to get your asses onto the bone line and show Raider Greg some love. Because he ain't getting no love from you guys. So get your asses on. And uh, one more thing, Jerry Porter and Randy Moss have declared their wedding date, and it is on uh, March 14th, and it's going to be a hit, so the whole nation must go. This is uh, their song that they will be playing. It's pretty simple, the bone line is, that's for sure. You just dial 1-800-620-7181. That's 1-800-620-7181. Leave your take. And uh, leave your name and a township that's close to you, and then let it out. And let me just tell you, practice it a little bit. Put a little time into it. Do it three or four times so you get your take down just the way you like it. Get on the phone and lay down your bones. <laughs> and that's what I'm, I'm telling you, man. Uh, if you Believe it or not, it takes Randy and I uh, anywhere from four to seven hours to do one show here at the Raider Nation Podcast because that's the time Randy puts into it. I as well. And we want a quality show for the Raider Nation. It's important to us to have a quality show. That's why we put that kind of time into it. I'm not trying to compare anything. I'm just saying when you're going to put your take on – Put it on and make it bad to the bone. So here we go. Show one thirty two. Yeah, yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oaktown. Oh, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. All right, today's show will be, of course, Farty Marty. Hit by lightning! Show us your bolts! I just love it. Of course, we'll talk a little about a little bit about the not so free agency. Yeah, it's not so free this season. There's 600 million out there, and it's gonna cost some money. And I, of course, the, the whole show wouldn't be anything without this. We're going to talk about the Raider take, and uh, way to go, RT. This article is stellar. For sale, optimism, with an extended warranty. And, of course, we'll hit the comments forum section. Uh, one more thing here, Raider Rico, you got some bad ink, man. If you go on to the RaiderNationPodcast.com homepage and check on the Frapper map, you'll see Raider Rico's ink, and it's bad. To the bone. 
So let's hit the first story, shall we? Marty is hit by lightning. Boy, one month ago, they were given Marty Schottenheimer an extension of one year for $4 million with a $1 million buyback. Well, you know what that says? That says, get out. That's what it says. That's a punk contract. I know a million sounds like a lot as a buyout, but really, if you look at today's NFL, it is nothing. And the reason I'm going over this, Raider fans, it has a huge effect on the AFC West and our position in the West. It's kind of, it's unbelievable. I cannot believe they fired Marty, but it's great because Farty Marty has owned us and everyone knows it. I hate to admit it, but I am so happy he's gone. Four mil, $1 million buyout. AJ Smith and Spanos have laid a super bolt on this one. I can't believe they let him go a month after the end of the season, a month after they could have gotten somebody like perhaps Parcells, eh, Cower, eh, Jimmy Johnson. Eh, at best, the Bolts will end up with a retread like Norv, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I love it thus stealing the 49ers offensive coordinator, thus making the Bay Area a much more comfortable place to live. When they had the opportunity to to make Cam Cameron or perhaps Wade Phillips, the head coach, they dropped the bolt once again. <laughs> Just before the combine slipping into ever so important free agency. Unbelievable move by Spanos. What a bonehead. I love him. I love that owner because it makes Al Davis look ever so much smarter, even though we all know he's 10 times smarter than Spanos could ever be. Are they going to have a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, and a new head coach just before the combine? Sound familiar? Absolutely. The team is up in arms. LT is crying. <laughs> we got to get a new coach. Once again, the tears flow in San Diego from a team that went 14 and 2 last year and prospected to be the Super Bowl champions this season. It is a awesome and funny and great thing that I don't hear anything except for us. Uh, ESPN isn't on it. Other sports media is not harping on it. They're being very quiet about it. But you know if the Raiders went through something like that, they'd be working us left and right. I love it. Goodbye, Farty Marty. Don't let the door hit you on the on the ass on the way out of the AFC West. There is no openings left for you here. You could take Run Run's job if you like. I'm sure Al Davis would give it to you gladly and paint a big target on your back for the fans to throw batteries. I love it. I'm so happy Marty's gone, and every Raider fan should be too. And in a note, of course... This changes all the odds in Las Vegas. And just to coin it, Randy put this out there, and I love it. The Chargers last week were four-and-a-half-to-one favorites on the Super Bowl line for next season. The
The change now is the Chargers and the Colts are tied at 6-1. to one. How quick things change. The Raiders went from 150-1 to one last week, and you heard me talk to you about that, to 65-1 to one now. What do you think about that? And the best thing, the caveat of it is right now, there are four teams that are less likely to make it to the Super Bowl than the Raiders, and they are the Browns at 100 to 1, the Texans also at 100 to 1, the Lions at 90 to 1, and the best of all, the 49ers at 70 to 1. I love it! Anyhow, Marty, thanks for the memoroids. We love you, baby. But uh, we'll see you in the NFC because we ain't seeing you in the AFC West ever again, Padna. Nice talking to you. We have two new coaches on the Raiders, of course, Brian Schneider and Curtis Fuller. Schneider, UCLA special team coach from 2003 to 05, will be taking over the special teams job at the Oakland Raiders. Lane Kiffin continues to work the angles and get the dangles and grab new talent in the coaching realms all around his same age. The communication, the vibes feel good to me. I'm telling you, I've told you already. Curtis Fuller, of course, is a defensive back, was a defensive back for the Panthers from 01 to 04. He played for other teams in this situation as well. He will be helping Brian Schneider with the special teams. I look forward to being good, man. These are young guys with good ideas, a lot of energy, and that's what we're talking about here at the Raiders facility, a rebirth of the Raider Nation, and the Raiders coaching staff is in the works. I can feel it. I love it. And you guys should, too. All right, Raider fans, the not-so-free agency. It's not so free because there's 600 million bonies on the line. All the teams got money flowing everywhere, so that means all the agents will be like buzzards to the kill trying to trying to paper their players with money because that's how they get paid, obviously. Now we're going to go over a couple of free agent available players. This is not everyone, per se. These are just the players I think we we look at. I think you have to throw into the mix and I have my personal feelings on all these guys. And of course, you got to hear about it. <laughs> I love it. David Carr will be available from the Texans. He was the first overall pick in 2002. His record 23 and 53 blows. He is not a good quarterback. I wouldn't think about him being in Oakland. There's nothing we could possibly do. He is. Played very poorly with the offensive line, which sucks in Texas. He would do no better in Oakland. Of course, Plummer is on the market. Now, he has a 32-11 and 11 record, a much better quarterback, and honestly would probably be a good pickup for us as our second quarterback. Remember, we need two of them. Don't forget. Now, unless Al Davis goes with just two guys, as quarterbacks, that's not going to be smart for the Raiders with our offensive line troubles of late. You definitely should have that extra quarterback in the back, especially uh, for someone to help call plays in to the offense. We're going to have to have three quarterbacks. That's why I say I'm, I'm saying it and I'm meaning it because that's what's going to happen. We need two more quarterbacks. So in the mix, there has to be a veteran and perhaps 
only perhaps a new guy. So we'll just have to look and see. Matt Schaub, of course, is the Falcon. We have all talked about him. A quality quarterback that really hasn't had a chance to exercise very much, but has shown brilliance in the time that he's been in when Vic has been injured. He's a hot name on the list. However, another unproven second quarterback. And, of course, there's Jeff Garcia from the Eagles, who showed that he has the, the sack to make it happen. He's a good quarterback in the right system. Boy, does that sound familiar? Coaching, coaching, coaching. That goes to show you how important coaching is to a quarterback in a system and how the San Diego Chargers are going to get punked because they're changing their system next year. I love it. I just love it. Okay, so Jeff Garcia for the Eagles will be uh, a possibility. Hey, I wouldn't put it past him. However, Jeff's going to cost big money in the free agency because of his performance. He's going to be demanding high dollars, and I don't think he's worth it. The same with Matt. They're going to want much more of a draft pick and money. I don't know. We'll have to see. A name out there I'm really interested in, and you guys are going to blow blow me away and give me all kinds of crap. Tim Rattay, Tampa Bay. Now, he had an 88.2% passing rating because he didn't play very much for Tampa, but he came in, he had a strong arm, a good quarterback with a good head. I think as a backup, Tim Rattay would be a great pickup, and he would be fairly inexpensive. I don't know if Tampa's going to keep him or not, but I know he's up for, for trade. Uh, so let's see what happens. I think Tim Rattay would be a smart move, and it would be a good move for the Oakland Raiders. We didn't pick him up before. We didn't need him, but it might be a good time to take another look at this kid, depending upon the system that Lane Kiffin has in mind. And that goes for all these players because, you know, it depends on your coach's system, and it depends on the playbook uh, in order to get the right players to fit into your system. So we don't know what that's going to be yet, but we do know it's not – the Tom Walsh, flap your flapjacks uh, offensive uh, comic book, i.e. playbook. Now, Tui of Oakland is out. I know Tui's gone. That's why I say we need two quarterbacks. He's off, off contract, and he wants to test the waters. Now, the one I would think would be a great pickup for the Oakland Raiders if we can get him, and I think that's if Kansas City would give him to us. They did give us Gannon, and look what happened there, is Damon Heward. This kid is a strong quarterback and a great presence in the pocket. He's got a great arm, and he's a veteran who's seen battle and blood already. In the AFC West, which is a very trident, it's a tough, tough, tough division. Now, it's probably one of the toughest in the NFL, if not the toughest division. Look at We have some of the marquee teams in the NFL in our division as well. And Damon Ewart has proved that he can play in this league. And I think in this division, we have to take a look at him for that. And I think that's very important for us to do big time. Now, you know, you look at the quarterbacks, and it doesn't look like there's very many here. There's more than this, but I didn't count on anyone but these guys. Uh, This is uh, because this is what I think. Now we'll look at the running backs just for a second, because we'll go over these guys again. But I just want you to get you some names out here, because look at the running back list for free agents this year. Michael Turner of San Diego. This is the most understated running back in the entire free agency. I say this because his name hasn't been out there. Everybody's in the know knows that Michael Turner is the real deal. He's a power runner. He runs over and through people. He's finesse. He's a great catcher, and he runs great routes. This guy can block because he's big and he's strong. This guy is a great running back. He will command huge money. 
and I mean huge money. And unless we get rid of a lot of fat in order to take him, it's going to be a stretch. But if it were me and I was throwing the bones, I would definitely throw the bones at Michael Turner. This guy needs to be picked up by the Raiders so we can punish LT and the Chargers for the next five or six years with their own guy. That would be beautiful. Jamal Lewis is up for grabs. He's battered and bruised. He's had several injuries, and he's had injuries to take him out for several games. That'd be a tough one. You'd have to check the physical. I don't know if he's got any gas left, but if anybody would know, Lane would know because he's watching his stuff all the time. Amon Green, definitely bruised and battered, long in a tooth. Both Green and Lewis have seen their share of football and maybe as a second back, but uh, not as a primary runner, I don't think. Ron Dane from the Texans didn't show very much. Of course, they have a pathetic offensive line, just like we did, because I expected to improve greatly this year with our great new line coaches and our new blocking scheme. I'm hoping to see some improvement from our rookies last year, Booth and McQuiston, which obviously has to make get better this year. It just has to. The question's still out on gallery, of course, and we'll have. I don't even want to go there right now because it still disgusts me to th- even think about it. Dominique Rhodes of the Colts will not be let go. If anything, he'll be franchise tag, I think. But the Colts have let people go before. They let Edron James go, but that was for a huge contract, and it costs somebody else uh, money. Denny Green. Mm-hmm. We they were who we thought they were. Green. <laughs> and Najee Davenport. Here's a sleeper from the Steelers that I think has still a lot left. I think he'd probably come in and make some moves. Yet another second back. Uh, I don't think the Fargus and Jordan duo is doing it for us. I think we need some fresh blood in there. I vote right now uh, for a draft for a running back. And there's several that are up there, and I won't go into those right now because it all depends, of course, on our coach and what's going on there but you can see the names and running backs are definitely known Uh, they're producers but a lot of them are long in the tooth but there are out there free agency is going to be huge money and like i said before if al gets out there early i will be so so surprised i think lane is looking for new blood a new attitude in the locker room and i don't know if these guys are going to compliment our team or not because we don't know his offense yet but I'm telling you, I have a lot of faith in this kid. Let's see how it goes. The autumn wind is a pirate. All right, Sean from the Raider Take. This is from the Black Flag Network, which includes, of course, the Raider Take, Silver and Black Forever, and the Raider Way. All three blogs are very cerebral. They're great blogs, and if you're a thinker and you want to be checking out your team in the offseason, check out these blogs. Check out the network. The reason it's here is for you, Raider fan. Uh, Sean, from the very beginning, his first opening blog, I've been there with this guy, a quality individual, let alone a very sharp guy. And it just goes to show you, I, I use his takes all the time, and I'll be using it today because it says it all about us here at the Raider Nation Podcast. <laughs> because we're all about positive. And I have to go over the story because it says it all about me too. So when he's talking about him, he's talking about us as well. So for sale, optimism with extended warranty. 
I'm going to change this a little bit. We're the guys who sold you hot coffee in Death Valley in 2005 and a bridge in Brooklyn in 2006. Now I've got something new to sell you. Trust me. No, really. I'll even throw in an extended warranty with free batteries. (laughs) I love it. He has been blogging for about about the Raiders for a mere 17 months, yet he's really writing about the third coaching regime over this span of two seasons and more than 330 takes. I have celebrated six total victories with you for the past two preseasons. I have barked out a lot of how this year is the year, only to quickly find myself talking about next year. <laughs> Isn't that true for all of us? You're damn straight. Here's what I was selling in 2005. With the additions of Moss and Jordan, with Collins getting comfortable with the system and Gallery getting comfortable in the NFL, and all under the guidance of offensive guru North Turner, the Oakland Raiders were poised to be an offensive juggernaut. Oops. <laughs> I said the same thing. Sean, here's what I was selling in 06. This is the year we return to classic Raiders football. Two long bombs and downhill running. To pride and poise and glory. All under the steady focused hand of Raiders legend Art Shell. Ouch! <laughs> I don't make any apologies for being wrong in my early predictions about the past two seasons. I'm a fan, which means I am a fanatic, a fact that I must balance with my role as a commentator. Here's an example of how I do it. When Tom Walsh was announced as the offensive coordinator, I didn't scream that the sky is falling and that he's a failure before his plane even landed in Oakland. Once a decision is made by my team, I am willing to be open-minded and even irrationally exuberant (laughs) until proven otherwise. That's the fan in me. However, when Tom Walsh confirms my worst fears with incoherent play calling, then I am obligated to comment accordingly. In other words, I reserve the right to be optimistic in the preseason, but I am obligated to be realistic during the regular season. As we both are, my friend. So now I'm back, knocking on your door with new sales pitch. We're coming out of the woods. We're getting back on track. This is the start of something meaningful and lasting. And it's the dawn of the Lane Kiffin era, batteries included. I love the decisions of our new recent hirings, such as Knapp, Cable, and Perry. They have been swift and sensible. This year is not the Raiders who are making curious news. It's Jerry Jones who is hemming and hawing in oblivion. That's for sure because of their coaching situation. It's Chargers firing their coach in mid-February after already losing both coordinators and after going 14-2 in the regular season. This is a team that didn't fire its second-year coach after going 1-15 in 2000. San Diego has always had the fairest weather Now, you know what? I agree with that totally, Sean. Anyhow, I like our hirings. We're quickly emerging 
from the acid trip of 2006. I love it. In which we hired a head coach away from a corporate desk job and our OC away from a rural retirement. A QB coach who hadn't coached quarterbacks in six years and a line coach with very little coaching experience. In retrospect, it's no wonder our offense looked so disoriented. Our coaching staff was disoriented. This year, our new coordinator and coaches are already deeply emerged in the game at the NFL level. And while Kiffin is new to the NFL, he has been prowling the sideline for a college program that most resembles an NFL program. Shaking off cobwebs won't be an issue. We still have a ways to go. We still have player personnel issues, in my opinion, but I think that the confusion and disorientation of those six are being roundfully resolved and that a true foundation is being formed. Trust me, remember, the price of optimism is free. And this time, I'll even throw in an extended warranty with some Duracells. <laughs> I'm sorry about the previous products, but... I still stand by my new one. And that's it. And posted by Raider Take. And Raider Take, you're awesome. And I have to agree. The one thing I didn't do that you did was stand by Tom Walsh. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm Nostradamus. I'm just saying that uh, I thought it was a dumb hire. And we had fun with him all season long. <laughs> I almost wanted to walk up to him and tell him that he had great material for us. If it wasn't so pathetic the way our team played. I will continue to be optimistic about our Raiders. I will continue to shout out how I know things are going to get better unless I see that they're not going to get better. I straight shoot here at Raider Nation Podcast. I owe no allegiance other than to, other than to the Raiders and the Raider Nation. You know, I just tell it like I see it. And we have a poster, of course, who says he doesn't agree with me all the time. I don't expect you guys to agree with me all the time. I do not expect it. I put forth my case, and I let it go. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, but I love it. I love the Raider Nation. It is awesome. So let us not delay in hitting the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. Okay, let's go here, Red Nation, and let's go to. Goodness, there's so many good posts here that uh, I gotta do it. The Preacher, Marty Balling. So long, Marty. I won't miss you and your hater ways. Hope you like the shot in the butt as you got kicked out of the building. See ya, biatch. All my love to the greatest nation. The only nation. The Raider Nation. That's right, too, Preacher, because I'll tell you right now, they're calling themselves the Charger Nation. Brother. That's so weak. Okay, New York, or excuse me, New Jersey, Raider Kev. So long, shithead. <laughs> Schottenheimer gets the pink slip. Don't let the door hit you in the ass, you hater. I'm so freaking glad you don't, I, I don't have to see your face anymore. Uh, 
The next season for the Raiders is really looking better and better. I think I'll put something on that 150 to 1 odds. The Raiders! Right on. Thank you, brother. New uh, new poster. Ghost to post! Subject, Marty. Rest in peace, he says. R.I.P. Well, I don't want him to rest in peace. I want him to rest his ass in turmoil. You rat bastard. Marty. Ugh. Mad Raiders, number 32, Marty Schottenheimer, fired. Marty Schottenheimer is gone, Raider Greg. Thank the gods to think that Marty can coach one other team in the AFC West, and Denver will not be calling him anytime soon. I love it! He has been a thorn in our side for decades, and I think that the mighty Chargers will fall because of this move. Who will they get to coach their squad? It's a little late. I love it. People always say that the Raiders have poor management, but obviously the rift between the Chargers coaches and general managers become a problem. You think? As a coach and a player, Marty's record against the Raiders is 28-12. and 12. Yes, 28-12. and 12. This does not include a Marty loss in the 1980 playoff game against Cleveland or any other game which Marty was an assistant coach in. He owns us. Thank God that he's out of here. I love it. He is out of here, and they're a dysfunctional bunch, and you don't hear shit about this in the media. If it was the Raiders, it would be all over the place. Don't you know? I love the Raiders. <laughs> Raider Rico comes in. Marty Shithead fired. It's freaking great to see that guy gone. I heard the Raiders are looking for assistant jockstrap Fuller to help Lombardi. I love it. Maybe you can put him in the payroll. <laughs> Lane is doing a wonderful job so far, and I'm freaking stoked about next year. So am I, Raider Rico. Brother, so am I. Daniel Wheatley comes in with the two new coaches that were hired. I'm happy about that as well. Now, Raiders 46 comes in, Al Davis, retrospective. This will bring a tear to your eye. A great video piece on Al Davis, the Raiders, and the silver and black mystique, but mostly Al Davis. Now, in the end of my last podcast, I had a speech or part of the speech from Al Davis about how we started the Raiders. And if you listen to show number 131, you'll you'll hear at the very end, there's a long speech about how Al Davis wanted to build a franchise. And I'll tell you, it's very, very moving. If you're a Raider fan, and if you haven't heard that part of the podcast, take your time, listen to it. Uh, If you haven't downloaded that one, Please do, because it is worth hearing, Um, and it's awesome. It's very, very awesome, and I get chills just hearing it. Trust me. Okay, Buck Rebel. I'm loving the Chargers. (laughs) Raider Greg, I love the show, man. You do a great job. Thank you. Raider Randy and I try to do so. I already thought the changes Lane Kiffin was making were great. I didn't expect the Chargers to help us out, too. They sure did. What a great offseason we're having. Here's to my two cents very quickly. Trade the number one pick to Atlanta for Matt Schaub and their first-round pick. Then at number 10, uh, take Marshawn Lynch. That's my guy right there, hopefully. With the moves our coaches are making so far, I have complete faith 
that the right things will go down and bring us back to where we should be. Also, with Perry as our DB coach, maybe we can expect Huff to start playing like Palomalu. We can, man. I'm telling you right now. Things are looking good. I'm selling it. You got to buy it because you are the Raider Nation. And we always have these thoughts, man. You know that. You know that for sure. Raider Rick. Marty Ball strikes again. What can I say, guys? I'm loving the fact that Marty, the tool Schottenheimer, is out in bold country. Having spent the first 10 years of my existence in hostile territory known as bold country. I feel for you, man. Every little thing that happens to them negatively is like getting an early Valentine's Day present. Hey, Marty, maybe your boy Cam needs someone to hold his clipboard down in South Beach. Or perhaps they can... They need a water boy for that fat-ass prick named Phillips and Little D. Never never could figure out why they called it Big D. Maybe it stands for Big Dickless or something like that. I love it! Now let's let ESPN orchestrate some bullshit about this going on for them. They're not, man. They're not orchestrating. They're not saying anything, dude. Trust me. You can see if it was us, like I said... They'd be working us over, but they don't do anything to the, oh, the lovely new Super Bowl possibility Chargers. They don't want to bend their ear or give them any crap. I bet their turnover ratio isn't so hot next year. I wonder how Royd Merriman will do without his juice next year. Probably just above average at best. Maybe the return of those criminals <laughs> never make the front pages named Foley and Keel will help. Not. Well, got to go. Can't wait to hear the dealings that must be right around the corner. I'm jacked. You should be jacked. Their team is doing great. And the fact that the news media isn't on us and not saying anything about us just leads me to believe that they, for crying out loud, don't want to say anything because they, they don't want to be wrong. And they want to be able to jump on the Raiders' bandwagon if it turns around. So they're laying low right now. Or Mr. Davis won't let him into the press conference. Trust me. Navy Rob. Welcome, brother. New listener. A new listener and fan. What's up, Raider Greg? Ain't nothing, brother. Just doing my thing. I have been listening for the show for two months and enjoy your show. I don't always agree with the things you say, but that's why I do my job. So we can have an option. I definitely believe that we are on the right track with the young new coaching crew. And now we need to regain an offense worth a damn. That's for sure, brother. I'm on the Jay Rush bandwagon. And I think that we have an instant impact with his strength and agility. I also believe people react too quickly when they hear something on the news. Especially when it comes to my boy, Jerry Porter. Now, he's a Jerry Porter fan. I'm going to say this whole thing, so let him say his thing. Once both 80 and 81 were gone, miss you, Timmy, so do I, brother, it was time for Porter to shine as the number one wide receiver. But no! What do the Raiders do? They go out and get this has-been Randy Mess, who looks like he's choked-ass Chihuahua, and comes in and steals the limelight from our number one wide receiver, Jerry Porter, that's bullshit. Porter kept quiet and had a decent year in 05. Then last year, Shell comes in and then wanted to question his workout routine during the offseason. I would be pissed too, especially if Freddie B didn't care. 
So let's trade Mess and take Jay Russ, one overall, letting 84 play the way he's capable of playing. Yes, he's a really good player. That's a big improvement already with Rathman working on the running backs. We should be taking a tight end who can block and catch with a number two pick. Man, I can't wait till draft day. Red is for life, Rob. Well, thank you, Navy Rob. Thanks for coming in. Always welcome to put your stuff down here. But let's talk about Jerry Porter. He's a strong player. He's a good receiver. If we can keep his mind in the game and give him the ball and give him his props, he will produce. He doesn't want to be here. Things could change under the new regime. That is good. I hope there's a good relationship between our coach, of course, Kiff, and Porter. I hope they can resolve it. He is a great receiver. I really don't want to trade him if he can change his attitude. The problem is he is a bunk-ass biatch. I'd love to have him stay and play and make all kinds of records here at the Raiders. I don't have to like the guy in order to like what he does for the team. Juan George comes in with George Martinez. Let's hope that we get this guy as a QB coach because he is the sheet. He is. Uh, and I hope we can get him too, but we haven't heard much about that. Maybe we'll hear some more about it in this coming week. The Assassin chums in with Chargers. If the Raiders did what the Chargers did, what the media would be all over our ass claiming it's validation we would be the worst franchise ever. How come nobody's bashing A.J. Smith and the terrible GM work? Uh, huh? You know that they'd say that about Davis. Hell yes. Why not the Bolts without nuts have a head coach? It's not only the Bolts without nuts to have a head coach. They don't even have an offensive or defense coordinator. Talk about dysfunctional. There's a lot to be excited about these days, so keep our heads high. Amen. I will say that for sure. And I will say this. Thank you, Reddit Nation, for coming into the boards. Please check out the bone line, 1-800-620-7181. That's 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line and leave us some bones. Throw us a bone, man. Get your takes on there. Check it out. Give it a try. We like it. We want to see if we can work this into the show. It's important. It's very important for us at the Rain Nation Podcast to get this thing off the ground so we can do it. Well, Raider Nation, it has been yet another wonderful time here at the Raider Nation Podcast. I love the Marty move. I love San Diego. Let's just hope that Turner bails on San Francisco at this late stage of the game. It would be priceless. Thank you for listening. This is Raider Gray, and I 